Welcome to the Phil's Landscaping Podcast, where we cover everything landscaping to help you consistently kick the day's ass. Yo, 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 guys. Welcome to the Phil's Landscaping Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest, Junior's Garden Landscape. My buddy hey, what's up? is here on the podcast. <laughs> Say what's up to everybody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's up, everybody? What's up? This is Fernando with Junior's Gardens Landscape. Well, thanks for being on the show, man. Uh, no, thank you. Junior's a good friend of mine. You know, he's uh, the type of guy that will always answer the phone for you if you got a question or anything about anything landscaping. Uh, just a good friend to have in the business. And uh, I really appreciate that. He also has a killer maintenance business they do uh, mainly maintenance and cleanup yep. uh, a lot of a lot of red red mulch too uh without further ado let's hear a little bit from junior and uh tell us um a little bit about junior's garden landscape well thanks Phil, for having me on the show man and i uh, really appreciate it yeah yeah you're you're a good friend and we all learn from it and uh, most you know we all help each other that's the that's the bottom line so yeah I'm, i run a small very compact uh yard maintenance business landscaping uh, we focus more on the horticulture side of a of, of business so yeah ask me what you want to what you want to hear phil i'm ready so uh when did you start uh landscaping fernando and um so your business is called uh, Junior's Garden Landscape. Uh, your name is Fernando. Where did you get the uh, Junior's Garden Landscape name? Well, um, obviously, I'm, I'm named after my father. So the Junior, that's where a Junior. And I grew up in, you know, in high school, everybody called me JR, Junior, Junior. And then the last three jobs, believe it or not, they had a gardens next to their to their logo, to their name. So it had a ring to it, you know? It had, a, it had that little ring. Uh, I love garden. I, lo I love the, 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 the landscaping part. So I just went with uh, something personal, but at the same time, catchy. It's a little long, but I, I, think, I think it fits right. So um, you guys take care of some nice properties. Where are you located? I'm, I'm located in uh, Camino Island. Washington State. Uh, we're about an hour and 15 minutes north from Seattle on an island. It's only a one way in, one way out. There's no ferry to it, but um, there is a, there's a long bridge that you can get into it, but it's a nice little place. Nice. Yeah, I've been over to uh, visit you guys before and I saw Junior's little uh, place where he keeps his equipment and his little yep. <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty fancy he's a very neat guy and he keep he takes nice care of his uh stuff so um junior tell us a little bit about uh kind of your purpose at uh junior's garden landscape uh how did you get started and where did you where'd you learn all of the um skills that you have in business well um i started my business back in uh february 2016 the official launch but i've been planning it for obviously a long time i wouldn't made the jump if i didn't plan it so uh, i started 
in 2016, and I never looked back. Uh, the purpose for it and why I started, it, it's mainly because I, I wanted to make more money. And I love the gardening side of things. And that's one of my strong suits, just being able to uh, educate the customers uh, regarding crops, trees, and overall maintenance on their crops. So uh, that's what really is where, where I started to be more focused on. Yes, I, I do mow lawns, and that's part of the gig too. But I started to kind of focus um, on the on the horticulture part. So that's that's where I am now with my business, focusing more on the plant side and growing and, and just educating the customer uh, how to take care of the plants. So for your like maintenance contracts, how do you have that set up if you're doing mowing? and um gardening for them do you uh do it all at once or do you say hey we're gonna mow the lawn uh once a week and then we're gonna do our uh landscape maintenance once a month how do you set that up for your customers you know every customer is a different uh different task um there is customers that they want the full service from top to bottom bottom to top and then there's customers where they just want to mow. They just want to uh, easy, keep it manageable for so the HOA doesn't get on on top of them. Uh, but I don't have anybody on contract except for my commercial accounts, which you know they request. Obviously, they most of the time they will ask for for a contract, license, and insured all that. But for the most part, um, I create a relationship first with my my customer. And then I show them what I can do for them. They're obviously, everything is in writing through email. Um, so I write up a quote. Uh, they, want, they, they ask me all the details, all the services they want me to provide. And obviously, I can price that kind of like a, a la carte service. So they can pick and choose. I don't hold anybody to something that they don't want to be signed up for. So I give them options. Gotcha. Yeah, I kind of do the same thing in my business, but at the same time, we kind of uh, have an option where it's like, hey, do you want us to take care of your whole yard all right. around? And then it's like, yeah, just take care of the yard. And then exactly. we kind of know what, what to do, when to do it. And mm -hmm. most of the time, the customer is okay with that. I just, for me personally, uh gets more complicated when you separate everything like we're gonna do the lawn today we're gonna do the beds on the 15th we're gonna do the pruning on the 20th right we're gonna do your blowing on the 30th yeah and i used to do that phil i used to do that all, uh pretty much schedule everything separate and it, beca it became a, a headache uh, because, you know, rain delays, equipment breaks down, and you're, you're pushing those jobs extra days into weeks, and you never get to the point where you can actually go get, get, get it done. And by the time you get to that job, the, the, the hedge that you were going to trim only six inches, you end up cutting a foot and a half off of it. So you're pretty much losing money for more work. So what I do, and what I did uh, 
my fourth year and we can talk about uh, my first couple years, but um, last year was a turning point for the business. Um, I focused more on the, on only having two or three jobs in my schedule, but those three jobs were getting everything done, such as mowing the lawn, trimming the shrubbery and raking all the flower beds instead of like driving all over town, getting 15 accounts for lawn care. So, but yeah, man, that's what I do. So, yeah, I would, let's talk about your first three years in business and then, and then we'll kind of talk about like what we were just talking about where you're at now. Exactly. Um, So like in the first, in the first three years, tell us about like the first year you had like, um, 120 lawns or something and multiple crews and that just didn't quite work out for the business that you wanted and you kind of changed it and brought you to where you are today which is actually a very profitable business um so let's hear right. about that well yeah my first i want to say my first two two and a half years were just growing 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 like crazy promoting door hangers, flyers, uh, tell your friends, tell your, you know, your family. Uh, so I was desperate. I was in a, in a mode that mode hungry mode. I'm not saying I'm not hungry right now. I am, I'm still hungry, but at the same time I was hungry in a different way, different ambitious. And it's okay to be ambitious. Um, it's just when you start to lose contracts, when you start to lose people and your word is not king anymore, you start to jeopardize having too much work and not having enough help to really back that up. So I started to get stress. I started to get anxiety. Um, I wasn't really loving what I was doing anymore. And that only teaches you uh, the more you're in business. Obviously, uh, if you're if you can stay in business, um, you can make adjustments in a way. But my first two, two and a half years was Go, 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 working Monday to Sunday. I had 125, 130 accounts with a three-man crew. And we were able to execute all the jobs. It's just I didn't like like the way that it was going, you know. And obviously, uh, bad reviews, um, not through social media or, or Google. It was more like people would just give me signs. It's like, hey, you're not here today. And I started to lose that, that strength, that uh, hunger, you know, when I started my business, like, man, I want to be somebody. I want to continue this, this, this journey. And I want to be making money and be happy and promote my business, Junior's Gardens Landscape. So I started to get, started to get a little dicey by my third year and, you know, stress kicked in, anxiety. And because I was just going, going too fast and I wasn't really enjoying the process but but yeah man that was my first couple years in business I learned a lot I think I think everybody has to go through some sort of stress and and, and anxiety Um, but you just have to deal with the with the waves and the and and the emotions at the at the times go all right so yeah the first couple years were were the uh challenging just because it was just too too much at the time um too much work being hungry uh wanted to make a name out of myself and at the same time it was about 
buying the jobs. I was literally buying some jobs, um, you know, very low profit, uh, even to be honest, pretty much just breaking even. And I learned pretty quick, man, that um, if I was going to continue to to do this, I needed to make some profits. And and I talked to a lot of business owners around my area and other, other landscapers. And don't be afraid to talk to, to the vets around you because believe me, those are those are going to make your business flow even easier. Um, I think that um, the first couple of years were, were, were a struggle, but at the same time, I was able to adjust very quickly, uh, quickly because um, I wanted to continue this. And uh, I was to that point where I, I, quitting wasn't an option. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of at that place too. I can't really quit now. <laughs> no. But um, yeah, that's awesome. So like, how, how did you change your pricing from your okay. first couple of years to your pricing now? Because on Google, it would, it would go from $1 sign to $3 signs, probably as far right. as expensiveness. Um, no, for sure. How do you do that with, with the quality that you put out now and your Instagram shows it? So how did you uh, do that? Well, um, I, at, my at my last job, I was making $17 an hour, and that was top tier. That was, I asked for a raise, I believe, in January of 2016, a month before I quit my, my job, my full-time job. And they said that they couldn't pay me more. And I thought I was making decent money compared to minimum wage, of course. So uh, I just... I said, you know what, I'm going to move up, move forward with this landscape. I already had it in the making for, for about a year. But to answer your question on, on, the, on the business, um, it, it just, the, the accounts I had, I had about 120 accounts, like I was saying, and, and it's like um, it, I downsized drastically and mainly because um, I was either breaking even or, or losing money on the job. So I, I kind of flipped the switch and I said, okay, instead of mowing 15 yards uh, uh, a day, I'm just going to incorporate more yard work, uh, ask for add-on services such as shrub trimming and uh, flowering, uh, weeding your flower beds and fertilizing your lawn. And that was a cha-ching right there, man. I mean, that was a complete night and day transformation of my business when it came to profits, when it came to efficiency, and it just, the atmosphere was more relaxed. You know, I wasn't really, I wasn't really running from uh, grabbing a weed eater, or grabbing a blower, you know, because we all kind of do that. It's like, hey, let's go to the next job because I wasn't in that mode anymore. I was more relaxed. I was able to take more phone calls because that's something I was missing out my first couple of years. Hey, uh, how come you don't answer your phone? Well. I was busy on a mower. I was busy on a blower, but this, this transformation happened, man. And it was just like a switch, more profits, less stress. And just saying the, the culture was happier. Yeah. And it definitely, it definitely shows, uh, like through your work. Um, so you've talked about the lifestyle. What is the, the lifestyle mean well the lifestyle man it's just 
a business is enjoying what you do, especially when you're running it for you and for you only. Uh, you have to create some sort of a lifestyle uh, with your business where it's you're content, you're happy to go every morning. And if a customer comes out and wants to chat with you for a couple minutes, you can still have that peace and you can still have that that uh, that not you're just a business owner. But at the same time, you can still have a conversation with somebody. That's a lifestyle in my business part. I wanted to achieve. And I think last year was that switch, that transformation for me that was able to uh, to bring that to the table, which uh, a lot of people love. A lot of a lot of my customers appreciate that that um, text now and then. How you doing? Do you uh, how's your how's your yard looking? You know, I'm always like asking them. Uh, how's your, how's your yard up? You know, like I, I always especially during the winter time, I ask them how, how's everything looking? How's everything going? It's just a relationship, the relationship, the lifestyle, the, the culture, the, the vibe, you know, just, there's a lot of things to enjoy out of that. So do you hit them up from Mexico? Yeah, sometimes, sometimes, especially, uh, you know, uh, man, it's a, it's a, it's a family, it's a relationship. You know, a lot of people have love for me and I have love for them. They're loyal to me. I'm loyal to them 100%. If they want me to go out and turn off the sprinklers on a Sunday, I will do that. Not because I'm uh, desperate. I'm just because that connection is is premium. It's, it's, it's just golden. You know what I mean? Totally. So uh, let's uh, talk about uh, the wintertime for a little bit. Uh, most guys... I'm not saying that you don't do this, but a lot of guys like hustle, hustle, hustle in yeah. December and stuff. And uh, other guys say like, hey, you know, we met our goals and we got to do uh, something fun. So what do you do in uh, December? I go to Mexico, man. <laughs> I go to Mexico. I make sure I, I save throughout the season. I uh, march to uh, mid-November is grind time for me and for our business. Um, and I try to save. I put money under the under the mattress mat, and I take two months off. I take two months off. Uh, my cut. I really like I said uh, last year was my transformation year. I wanted to 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 have this this business flow uh, where I can take some time off, reset, and bounce back and go forward. But you know, December, I'm at the beach. Hey, that's good, man. It's it's good to relax. But, you have to, bro. Yeah. So, so tell us about like what what's going to be your plan of attack for this year? And uh, this is going to be your fifth season in business. And uh, what's what's going to separate you from your fourth season and from the rest of the competition this year? Well, you know, competition. It it, uh, it doesn't exist for for me uh, and for my business. Um, I think there is money for everybody. Um, if you're a hard worker, if you wake up and you do what you're supposed to and you show up on time, uh, that person, that that connection, that relationship, uh, you're never you're never gonna lose it. Um, so 2021 is going to be an interesting year. Um, I still want to continue what I did last year. Um, I, I, 2020 was, uh, uh, really a difficult year for a lot of people. Um, 
but for the business for Julius Gardens Landscape, um, down it was perfect timing. I downsized. I went from 130 customers to 65 customers. I to some people is like, man, you lose, you lost half of your profits, but not necessarily. If you if you if you offer more services, you're able to make more money because you're more efficient. So to answer your question uh, regarding uh, 2021. I think if I can have a, a, a complete recap or a complete replica of 2020, I'll be more than happy, bro. Nice. Do you have any uh, money goals that you want to make this year compared to last year? You know, um, we, we were very profitable this year, uh, last year. And um, I, I think I left the, the I, obviously you don't know what's going to happen each year. Um, you don't know, people move, people sell their house. Um, you, I actually just recently lost one of my, one of my, one of my bigger accounts. Um, they moved out of state and um, that was, to me, it's not a hit. Um, so I think I lost a relationship because it, he took care of me, man. He took care of me. The money was good. But at the same time, that's reality. And you can't, you just have to go in and knock on somebody else's door, right? So it, it's it's been a, a good journey for sure. Yeah, I mean, that, that happened to me in 2020. I had a customer, uh, we had like a great relationship. They had a really nice yard. It was like an acre, totally landscaped. And we had to push mow all these little lawns up in there and stuff and like um covid came and they were going to be yep. at another house out of state and um they had like a few like drainage jobs and some retaining walls and just other things that i wasn't doing at the time and they they switched to my friend who can do all of that stuff and he was just starting his own business. And I mean, like at first it was like, dang, like why are, why are they let me go? But in the end it was like all ended on good terms. Yep. And my friend got a job when he needed it. And like a week after that job, I lost that job. I got another job that replaced it. So like that's exactly. what I find when I lose a job like I don't get mad about it because like obviously you're going to be a little sad and disappointed but um, there's always the next thing right around the corner and like it's important to just uh, even when you can't see it like something's gonna happen just be like exactly. doing the right thing at at the do the right thing all the time and good things are going to come back to you. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, exactly. You have to be positive in all, in all ways, you know, personal and, and business. Uh, you're going to lose some and, and, and win some. I think um, I raised my prices uh, last year, 2020, and I lost uh, 10 customers. But spring hits and I gained 30. So um, you, you kind of, things work out just fine. You just have to be kind of, uh, be, be positive, be patient, and work on yourself as a business owner 
and, and be be that person that 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 firm structure that's being the strong foundation and um people will find you bro so that's right. how it works word of mouth is very powerful isn't it oh yeah oh of course it's like fire right it's like a like a wildfire you know you do good work hey call this guy he's gonna take care of you that's how it, that's how it goes right okay so i got a, a question off yeah off the grid so i got this lady um she met me at the bank and she was like oh i've been praying to jesus for a landscaper and then i saw your truck <laughs> at the bank and i was like oh nice i'm glad you found a, a landscaper we're happy to help you so like <laughs> i've been giving her a quote and stuff she was on the phone with me for 35 minutes today uh wow. telling me everything about her whole entire life and her last landscaper <laughs> and yeah. her, her brother's old landscaping business and all of this stuff and uh, um so like i go to give her a quote um for maintenance a cleanup and to put a drain on the back side of her house and i said like right then and there um it's going to be the strain is going to be around $1,500 ma'am. And uh, that's, that's going to be the price. And um, we have a business and we can't uh, give everybody a big deal. Like we have to make money. So she was like, right. Oh, can you give me the senior citizen discount? And I was <laughs> like, um, I, I mean, I'm happy to work with everybody, but uh, yeah be honest our prices are already pretty dang low so like mm -hmm. you're gonna and then she was like please just knock it off like 25 percent for me and i was <laughs> like dude so so do you ever get that from customers and like what's your response to that kind of stuff well you know bro um i i i, I copied a uh from keith golf is on youtube i copied a um over the phone, over the phone, obviously this, this happened to you in person, but um, obviously when I get a phone call, Hey, I'm, I'm looking for a spring cleanup or I just moved and I got this property that's overgrown and I've, I've, I'm already booked. I'm already have, I have a bunch of jobs lined up and one way to save some time and be very direct with the potential customer. I do have a minimum. It's $1,200, $1,200 cleanup. You know, that's my minimum base price. Most of the time they will just say, oh no, that's that's a little too much than what I want to pay. And you kind of save a bunch of time just doing that. Obviously when you're starting up, you can't be doing stuff like that. But I'm at that position, I'm at a point in my business where I can play with that tool. And if they say yes, okay, get, let me get your information, details, whatever. And I put it in my notepad and I set up an appointment. Once we're there, we talk about the job, and 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 obviously from twelve hundred dollars, it goes up to thirty five hundred. The mulch install, bark install, maybe a little gravel, and you just made really good money off just a few words that you can do over the phone, and that really dictates um, the the time, you know, because sometimes you're just busy, you don't have time to schedule ten estimates and on a weekend. Yeah, because some estimates take longer than others. And exactly. It's crazy. Here's an example of a different estimate 
that I gave today, right, different outcome. I went and uh, looked at their whole yard. It took probably thirty minutes. Uh, we got all the ideas that they wanted, and the good part is we just cleaned up the neighbor's house right next door, so they see our quality of work and right um, how it's going to look. So um, they said they called me today. And they live in the neighborhood across the street from mine. And I, I was not working in the field today. And we, they called me, they said, Hey, can we get a quote? We love the neighbor's yard and we would like you to do the same thing for us. So I said, Oh, absolutely. How would um, two or one thirty work? And then they said, that would work great. And I went over at one thirty. I gave them a quote. I said, Hey, uh, let me go home and I will email you an estimate. I emailed them the estimate and now they are on the schedule for right on Wednesday. It's going to be a two day cleanup for Wednesday and Thursday. And, awesome, bro. and boom, it's just like, it's that yeah. clear. Exactly. Exactly. That's what the, you, you think you miss opportunities, but there's another opportunity right behind it so uh, i think a lot of guys get a little uh you know they just feel like they're not landing jobs i got a few buddies here in the island that they're starting their they just started their business and they feel a little bummed out depressed that nobody's calling and then you just have to be patient you have to be patient and and some of these big jobs are gonna land and when they do be ready for them <laughs> so it's the way it goes bro yeah. Yeah. I mean, go ahead. Yeah. No, same thing. Same thing happens to me all the time. You know, you, you're, you're stressing over a $600 cleanup and they're trying to budge you into cheaper price. And I'm to that point, bro, where, you know, it's, I can't do it for that. I, I won't be making money at that point. You know, I have a full-time employee. I got overhead and boom, uh, next phone call a day or two after, $3,000 cleanup with a little bit of bark install. So why would I want to schedule a $600 cleanup and wrap up, wrap up my, my one day when I can just, I'm, well, the thing is I'm at, I'm at that position in my business where I can kind of give myself that luxury uh, of waiting for that cleanup. And, but in the meanwhile, I'm preparing myself uh, equipment I'm getting my trailers set up for the season. Right now I'm still kind of on the down, downtime. I'm not a hundred percent in, in, you know, in my, in my season, I don't start my season till I want to say the last week in February, I still do some jobs now and then right now to keep my regulars uh, ma maintained. But for the, for the time being, you'll see me just kind of uh, working on my marketing, uh, working on my social media, making sure customers know that I'm alive and I'm, I'm active and, and, obviously working on i just took my two of my trucks to get maintenance done that's very key for my business uh, i want to have my stuff not breaking down all the time and that's that's another conversation there but for the time being uh don't those those jobs will come so what 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 would you be your biggest piece of advice for somebody who's in that position um, that says maybe they're new in business and they say, man, 
Fernando, my phone won't ring, man. Man, you you get all these cleanups, um, and like so. Uh, what should they be doing right now? Maybe not going to Mexico or or exactly with their friends. No. Uh, they could be um, passing out postcards, doing door hangers, or going door to door knocking, or just pumping out their advertising. But what I feel like in business that that's kind of a lame excuse. Like, um, yeah, Fernando, he gets all the jobs, and you know, I'm I don't get anything, and you know, I want to have a good landscaping business, but. I don't know how, like, right. No. Yeah, no, of course. Uh, I was listening to one of your podcasts the other day, uh, exactly what, what you were describing that you had to go knock on somebody, somebody's door that you went, you presented yourself very professional and you asked them if they would like a free quote. And that's exactly what you need to do. You have to be professional. You have to be wanting the job and be, be, in, be see people eye to eye. And say, you know what? I'm starting my business, and be very humble about it. You know, be, be, uh, um, uh, just show up, say what you are about, and what you got to offer that maybe they're not getting from another uh, yard provider, yard care or lawn care provider, and be that different guy. You know? Yeah, I mean, I've heard a lot of people say, yeah, you know, I got a quote. I got, I asked someone for a quote. Uh, they came to my house, they looked at my yard and, uh, they never sent me an estimate. Exactly. People say that. And so many people say my landscaper, um, uh, he just fell off the face of the earth this winter and, uh, we don't have anybody to take care of our yard. So I would say those may be the two most important things of rounding up new business. And what you said earlier, keeping your word. And, um, I would, I'd say that it's a huge importance that you text your customers just like exactly. doing and say, Hey, Mrs. Jones, how are you? Uh, this is Fernando here. Um, I just got back from my quick vacation and I just wanted to let you know that, uh, I am in town and if you need anything done in your yard, I'm just a phone call away and I'll be happy to come over and take care of it for you. And I think that's huge. And that's probably a large part of your success in getting uh, new, new customers and retaining all of your customers. So I'd say that that's a great piece of advice for anybody new in the landscaping industry. Yeah, no, for sure. I think this definitely the last five years, uh, you know, I've been watching YouTube videos since 2013 and definitely it's this industry has exploded a hundred times and there's a lot of content out there not to crush it. There's a lot of stuff that guys put out there. They invest their time. Why not use it? Why not learn from them? And just like you post, I post and there's a lot of people, youngsters, watching and they can get motivated from from you know maybe having the nice nice mower i mean or or the nice truck or and and that's a motivation booster um a lot of people you don't need that kind of stuff but it is a motivation booster for for the for the young crowds uh 
um, obviously for me, it's still a motivation booster. I'm 36 years old. I still go and get it. You know what I mean? So I don't think there's, there should be no excuse for, for not uh, being able to uh, perform and, and execute and, and just go get it. Right. So, yeah, you mentioned a little bit about uh, equipment and stuff. I've seen on your right. gram, uh, you got a lot of nice equipment. So uh, what do you, what kind of uh, trailer do you use on a day-to-day basis for your maintenance? And um, what's your favorite uh, mower brand and um, hand tool uh, and blower brand? Well, um, I kind of go, yeah, I, I kind of go, uh, I, well, I started with a, I don't know, I'm a fan of the enclosed trailers. Um, I'm a fan of them. Uh, it's like a mobile office. It's a, a mobile bulletin board, a billboard. Um, I, I have my information on the side of the enclosed trailer. Enclosed trailer is a 7 by 12. Um, I kind of kept that size because of the streets that I live in. They're very narrow. I can't have a 16-footer or, or a bigger trailer. Um, it works for my setup. I have I currently run Gravely's for stand-on mowers. That's the, we have a dealer, very, very uh, helpful dealer here in Camino, uh, Camino Marine. Hit them up if you guys are in the area. Uh, they are Arians in uh, Gravely uh, dealership. They take care of me, man. I think dealer support is king uh, when it comes to picking the right mower. I don't think there's all the mowers cut. Obviously, there's uh, claims that one other mower might cut better than the other. But at the end of the day, if you know how to run these mowers, they're, they're going to do the job regardless. But I think dealer support is king. But I do run Gravely. So I have a Pro Stance 36 Gravely and a Pro Stance 48 and a pro turn 252 zero turn. So those are my pieces of equipment. I run two uh, 21 inch Honda HRX. And for a blower setup, I had steel. Uh, BR600s are my favorite. Light and still powerful. I have the, I bought the BR800. I don't know why I bought it. It's a, it's a, it's a nice mo, it's a nice blower, but it's just too heavy, too bulky. And uh, trimmer choice, uh, still FS-111s, powerful. Those are my, my go-to uh, trimmers. And uh, for a truck, I have a single cab, 2007 GMC 2500 uh, 6.0. Um, I bought that truck with only 5,000 miles from one of my older regular customers. He actually moved out of state. And one day, we uh, just a quick little story on that. Uh, we went to, uh, he called me, he's like, hey, Junior, um, I'm moving out of state. You're going to lose another customer. I said, man, you suck. So I called him back and I said, man, what do you need, man? He's like, hey, I'm going to move out of state. I need, I, need a st- uh, I need you to move some stuff out of the way. I need a, you to haul some stuff to the dump. I said, yeah, no problem. I'll help you with that. And he had the, he had the truck um, on, some, uh, char- on a charger. And I said, hey, what's up, Don? What's up with the truck? Are you taking that to Colorado? And he's like, no, man, I'm not taking that to Colorado. You want to buy it? And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually in the market to buy a truck. He's like, how many miles? 5,000 miles on it. Practically brand new. 
So I ended up buying that truck and uh, obviously you can see that I fixed it up a little bit. I put some nice tires and rims and, and a little bit of extra stuff that, uh, to make it cooler. But that's my current maintenance setup. I do have a, a cleanup setup, which is, uh, I have a dump trailer and a, a diesel truck. So, um, what, what do you, how does the, uh, 1500 haul your equipment? The, no, that's a 2,500. Oh, the Chevy. Yeah. The Chevy's a 2,500, uh, six. it's a gasser, but it does have, it does have power. Perfect, perfect, uh, perfect, uh, motor for this, for the setup I have. I made sure that I was going to haul the seven by 12, seven by 12 with the, it's a dual, it's a tandem axle electric brakes it, it, it's pretty pretty uh light trailer um i think with the mowers inside and all the equipment i'm probably hauling about i want to say 3500 pounds so that's perfect for that setup so it's it's working out we're just great and then so like when you're doing maintenance you end up with yard waste what do you do with your yard waste um I obviously I have those 32 gallon garbage cans like everybody does. And, um, I, I charge, uh, 10 bucks per can. Um, most of the time, uh, well, I have it set up now after four years where most of the clippings and most of the yard debris can be left on the property. I, you know, here in Camino Island, it's not very cookie cutter residential areas here. It's more acreage, more open areas. There's more trees. So people will allow me to leave all the clippings, but I do have those couple lawns where I have to haul stuff away. Um, so I just put them in cans. It fits in the back of the truck. Um, I can probably fit about eight, 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 eight 32 gallon cans, uh, just placed right full of debris. And I only, I have it set up where it just functions uh, and, and works properly. But if there's, scenarios where we have to do a big cleanup and i have to bring my two setups i have to um, i can bring my dump trailer no problem and carry all my equipment that i need to execute the job and and so and a lot of my jobs are really close by so i can be very efficient i can come home i literally come home switch trucks get on the dump trailer and haul it to the job site and take care of the the cleanup, but that's, that's all I, uh, I roll. Gotcha. So, um, you've got trucks. Um, yeah. Other than your, uh, your working trucks. So what, what kind of trucks do you like? Uh, and this has become kind of a hobby for you. I've even seen you out doing maintenance and wanting <laughs> trucks and you slap a magnet on it. I thought that was pretty funny. So um, what, what other kind of trucks do you have? And what, what are some of your hobbies, Junior? Well, you know, I'm a truck fan, man. I, I love trucks. Um, I, I, my, my father, I remember him having this Stepside uh, 76C10. And I thought it was the coolest truck ever, man. And I, I told myself, when I make enough money, I'm going to buy my, myself the same truck where I grew up with. And uh, dreams come true, bro. Dreams come true. I was able to find it. I was able to buy it. 
It's not the same color, but pretty close. So um, as you see, um, I, I posted up on uh, Instagram. I have a, a Junior's C79 C10 Instagram as well. And that's where I kind of post mo most of those, those trucks. But uh, trucks is my hobby. And and uh, that's my baby. Heck yeah. What else, what else do you like to do in your in your free time, Fernando? Um, to be honest, it's family, family time. Uh, you know, I'm a father. Uh, I have a three-year-old, and, and family time is important to me. Um, you know, vacation. I, we go cruising in the truck. We, we live in a beautiful area here in the northwest uh, where there's a bunch of trees, a lot of landscape, a lot of, you know, just a lot of sightseeing. And um, just be just being free, bro. Being free, uh, you know. Forget about work a little bit, and, and just being a family man and 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 a husband, and and just uh, being a happy being happy person, you know. Exactly. So, what do you do? What do you do for fun, man? What do you like to do? What's your um, hobby? Let's talk about Phil. Yeah, man. For fun, um, I love to uh, ski. Um, okay. I've been skiing. I've seen that, yeah. Since I was uh, like four years old, my mom start taught me how to ski, um, which has been great. She always had us go up for night lessons and stuff like that back in elementary school. So, uh, thanks to her for that, and it turned made me and my brother pretty good skiers today. So um, it's really nice going up on the ski hill, and uh, you don't. Know, have uh put your phone on silent and you just kind right. of focus on uh what run you're going down and how you're going to make it down and um it's just really nice going fast and especially when we have some good snow up there and not right now but yeah I, I really like that um i also like to mountain bike and um i got into that last year i used to be a big uh road biker and then uh, somebody stole my bike. So I kind of dropped off of um, road biking, but all my friends that I ski with are into mountain biking in the off season. So they were like, Phil, you gotta get a mountain bike, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> so I got one last season and um, we'd, we'd go up and do uh, mountain bike rides after work. So I live in a area kind of, not too far from a mountain pass and trails. So it takes like 40 minutes to get up there and you can have a nice ride and burn a lot of calories. So, um, oh, for sure. I would say, um, my hobbies are really, um, Phil's landscaping has been my hobby for like the past three years. So that's kind of yeah. what I uh, podcasting too. And, um, I just, uh, really like, having a business and working on something different every day to kind of grow it. And so I would say my number one hobby is my business. And, um, right. After that is, I don't know, because like, uh, ever since this year, I've kind of worked almost like seven days a week. Um, but this year, uh, instead of cramming in like, like before I was doing everything and now um, we have uh, my brother and a couple other guys that know like what to do, what the jobs, uh, what the quality needs to look like. And 
Um, I think we've just come a little farther as a business. So we're going to try to put um, our maintenance in one crew and our cleanups in another crew. And we're going to try to take Saturday and Sunday off so we can uh, hang out with our families more and have some time to enjoy ourselves. So that's kind of my hobby. Yeah, yeah, that's a good plan, man. That's a good plan. You have to have some sort of motivation, uh, uh, some sort of uh, uh, something to be inspired on. And um, But yeah, man, it sounds like uh, you do good fun. You, you have some exciting uh, uh, hobbies. That's for sure. Yeah, bro. Um, I used to, you know, my my hobby used to be drinking beer. Um, but, <laughs> you know, uh, in uh, January 27th, uh, 2020, I stopped drinking beer. So nice. Uh, and then I bought a bike uh, with my saved beer money. So um, I would de- I would definitely say that's a key uh, part too, and uh, that's probably what our next podcast will be about because it'll come out on the 27th. Um, but I would say, um, if you're working all the time, you can't have, uh, alcohol be your outlet of all your stress and everything, because that's a really good way to flush your business down the toilet. And, um, there's a lot more, uh, constructive things that you can do outside of work. Um, and really like, it's it is stressful to have a business but you know it's not that stressful like uh, because every everything in life has its own stresses and uh it's really just how you um take care of them and uh i kind of figured out how how i need to relieve my uh aggression or whatever after work and maybe go go ride my bike or go make a podcast with juniors garden landscapes or i don't know you know what i'm yeah no, you have to yeah no for sure bro yeah you have to figure out what's going to work for you um in a positive way and and obviously uh taking care of your body uh taking care of your 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 mental um that's that's going to be number one you can't run a business with bad habits uh later and sooner than later that's going to crush you and that's going to break you and you're going to make a mistake and it's easy to make a mistake uh, when you got bad habits, you know, that could lead to more problems and that could lead to pretty much, uh, you know, we, you work so hard for what you have right now. I work so hard for what I have right now and, and uh, why mess it up uh, just doing one bad mistake or going out with the buddies and getting drunk or, or doing unnecessary stuff. You're jeopardizing your, what you build, you know, you, it's, it's costing you a lot of time, a lot of sweat, a lot of, a lot of dedication. And it just snap of a finger, man, something that my mom used to tell me, you know, it just takes one, one bad decision to throw everything away that you build and that you've worked so hard for. Amen. So what other questions you got for me, junior? You know, um, I've, you know, I've, I think we've, we've known each other, what, two years now going on two years. Yeah. Uh, I think you, you hit me up on Instagram and, uh, we connected that way and you know, um, I've learned from you and, um, and you're an inspiration to us too. Uh, you're, you, uh, you have a lot of, I admire you for being young and for starting your business. And I think I've mentioned that to you more on a, on a personal level, um, 
not just because we're on the podcast, but I think uh, uh, you're doing great, man. You're doing great. Um, there's a lot of youngsters out there um, that I mentor. Martin's another one. Uh, here, my buddy Martin and my buddy uh, Pablo out of Marysville, they started their own businesses, 23 and 24-year-olds um, that they're, they're, you know, that they, they just needed some advice. And, and and I think that with they look up to you and I look up to you, believe it or not. And it's we all learn from each other, bro. And we all, you know, and I think that um, you're, you're a good person. You're a good person. And uh, well. We'll, we'll grow together as a unit for sure. Totally. I agree. I see you, I, I see you run uh, X marks, right? Yes. Yes, sir. Is that, you got a dealer close to you? Yeah. It's because that's what my dealer has. <laughs> tell, tell us about it, man. Tell us a little bit about your X marks. Do you like them? I don't have any, uh, any idea. I love uh, my X mark lawnmower. Um, I love skag lawnmowers too, but um, I don't have a skag anymore. I would like to stand on 48 this year, but um, we do have a Xmark Laser Z 60 inch mower. It's a zero turn sit down and um, it's a great lawnmower. It uh, makes tall grass short. It is uh, right. very comfortable to sit on. It's got uh like air suspension in the seat so like you're you're always bumping up and down but it's like a smooth bump it's not like you're yeah. getting jostled out of the seat um i would say the the stripe quality on it is pretty nice um it has a little deck overhang um on the left side uh which takes a little bit of getting used to um from going from a different lawnmower where the deck is even with the back tires. Um, so I would say that if you're going to buy one, but uh, overall I haven't had any problems with it. And um, I will say before I had a X Mark radius 52 and um, the engine did start like seasoning on me. So it would, we would be in the middle of mowing a lawn and the the engine would go from high RPMs to low RPMs, high to low. And then it wasn't, it wasn't cutting the grass good. So I brought it back to the dealer and I said, Hey man, my lawnmower is not working good. And the, the engine keeps going up and down and they were like, Oh, okay, well, we'll take a look at it. And, um, and then they called me back in like a week and they said, Hey, it's all, it's all fixed. You're all ready to go. So I brought it out. I put it on one lawn and, um, it started to do the same exact thing. So I brought it back and then, uh, they were like, well, okay, Phil, well, we, we tested it out and it didn't have any problems. So they have this field next to the, um, dealership and it was, uh, two feet tall. So they took my radius 52 out there and cut the grass down to two inches and didn't have any problem for the owner of the dealership. And like the owner was out there mowing with it. Cause he was like, I got to figure out the problem with this because uh -huh. this is annoying. But so he did that. He brought it all. And he was like, man, there's no problem. No problem at all. We just cut this grass 
It was like 12 inches tall down to two inches. No problem. Didn't bag it or anything. Just blew it all out the side and it, it's all minced up. Super perfect. And then, so, um, I was like, Hey, well, uh, I think that that mower has a problem and I don't really want to take it back, but I would either like my full money back from that lawnmower, or I would like to put the whole amount of that money from that mower towards a laser Z, uh, 60 inch. So that's kind of how I got my laser Z. It, okay. It was kind of, uh, easy and like inside I kind of feel like I was cheating the system but in all honesty I wasn't because I didn't have a good lawnmower before it like uh, it was expensive and it wasn't doing its job after uh, 150 hours so but uh, with all that being said uh, we have the laser Z right now and it has um, like a hundred and 69 hours on it or something and uh, we haven't had a single problem still has like the original belt on it and um, just took it to precision turf and it's getting the uh, hydros serviced so because at 200 hours you're gonna have to do that and I would rather right. do it now instead of in the middle of the season when I need the lawnmower. So that's kind of the story yeah. on my lawnmower right now. No, for sure, man. And those are the things, this is my downtime. Like I said, uh, I think this is where the opportunity to make sure your equipment is up to maintenance dates and, and just making sure that y'all, everything's ready to roll. Cause uh, five and a half weeks from now, we're, we're ready to roll, man. Right. Um, so, uh, is there anything else that you want to tell our listeners, Junior? Anything that you could possibly tell them? Well, just, uh, I think that, uh, for, for, you know, we're, we're, we're living in crazy times, man. And, and we really don't know, um, save your money, you know, don't go too crazy on buying the newest thing out there. I know it's tempting. You might have a good credit score or you think you have some money uh, uh, saved right now. It's very uncertain. We don't know what's up. So my practice is, is to kind of pay off my debt. I still have a little bit of debt uh, uh, on some of the stuff I, I, I purchased, but um, at the same time, I, I'm going to, I'm going to be very cautious this year. There's a lot of unknowns out there. And, um, and that's my, my, my take going into 2021, obviously enjoying what I do. And uh, making some money, of course, that's that's the bottom line. Making making profit, make creating a lifestyle, and, and um, saving your money. Totally. Well, I think that's going to wrap up our podcast, Junior. But alrighty, um, if you want, tell tell our listeners where uh, they can find you and um, what they should do. Yeah, I have a couple platforms social media instagram facebook um it's at junior's gardens landscape llc you can find your your friend out there all right well thank you very much junior for being on the thank podcast you. um thank you for your friendship um 
Sorry, it took us a little while to get the whole podcast thing squared away, but um, it's all right, bro. Yeah, we appreciate uh, your friendship and your passion for landscaping and um, your artistic touch out in the field. So I just want to encourage you to keep crushing it this season, really go out there and kill it and uh, keep helping um, Martine and the young guys that you kind of mentor and uh, just keep doing you, man. 